Gregory. Welcome. Hey man, what are you? What am I? What am I? Where am I? You're on. You're on another episode of Decent Dialogue. Hey, with Gregory and Scott. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. It's another week. We're glad you're joining us. Yeah, this might be a little shorter one. Um, the flu or flu rona or something has hit our household. Um, oh, I, flu rona. Natalie has a negative COVID test, but has yeah. been feverish and achy and all that good stuff the past. Did few she days, get so. a flu test? No, she has not been out of the house. Uh, there you she's, go. She's felt pretty bad to go anywhere, but we had an at-home COVID test, which are unreliable here. So I don't know. Mm. She's quarantined alone in a room, and I haven't seen her in like a day and a half. I feel like you don't. Do you just like open the door and hand her like a plate of spaghetti? Yeah, she'll text <laughs> me like, "Hey, I need water. Hey, can you warm up my tea or you know whatever we need." <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that sucks. There's like. There's like three, I think three people that I kind of work with have tested positive recently. Mm. So it's crazy right now, dude. I, um, so as a result of this, obviously like Levi and I are, I'm watching Levi Mm -hmm. and last night I took him to a playground to get outside. We went and picked up Chick-fil-A, you know, all the stuff got back kind of late. I was hoping he would fall asleep in the car so I could just walk him upstairs and wouldn't have to do the whole bedtime routine just because it's been a long day. Right. But it didn't work. He didn't eat his dinner. And then we get home. We I start bedtime and then he goes, Daddy, I'm hungry. And I was like, All right, like, let's go downstairs. Can I make you can I warm you up something? Like a leftover. And he's like, I want yeah. mac and cheese. Which takes, you know, we don't have the easy Mac. We have like you gotta boil the noodles, you gotta do that. So it takes like, you know, a good fifteen minutes to make. And then Scott, I actually FaceTimed Scott during that and I wasn't paying attention. And the water boiled over all over the stove. Um, and then he didn't. That was hilarious. Like, it was a different mac and cheese brand, and he did not like it. And he let me know. Oh, that. really? So, yeah. It was a long night. Huh. And interesting. I slept on a. I think I've shared before, but the, you know, Levi comes in our room at night most nights, mm-hmm. and to kind of quarantine away from Natalie, I slept on an air mattress in Levi's room, and uh-huh. I woke up. My back has never felt such pain before. So, You're such an old man. It's been a old manish couple days, that's for sure. You know why your back is probably hurting? Why is it's that? It's because you're not working it out when you go to the gym. Uh, I do it twice a week. Your back? You do back twice a week? Mm-hmm. Dang, hey, Scott, bro. do you like? Do you I like take apple? back everything I said. Do you like apples, Scott? Uh, not really. Oh, well, how about them apples? <laughs> wow, man, that was so good. That was a great setup. I know. Yeah, that was I. I set myself up for that. I put it on a tee, for in, you know, playing tee ball, and you swung and hit it. I'll add some great uh, joke music there. So, so I, I thought have. we were doing this as a shorty episode, so you don't have to do a lot of editing. Adding oh, yeah. music seems like a lot of editing. Okay, okay. Then um, just imagine it happened after that joke. Go back and rewind it and play it again. And yeah, in yeah. your head. Yeah. This is going to be raw, uncut, decent dialogue. Exactly. Uh, well, um, if we're going raw and cut, maybe we should go ahead and jump in so we don't get too sidetracked. Yeah, no, I, I was about to jump in. So my first question, I got, I have some theological questions for you that I've been pondering. You know, nothing okay. too crazy. Um, but the first one is I was I'm doing the Bible in a year. Mm-hmm. And it's like it does a little bit of Genesis or, you know, a little bit of Old Testament, a little bit of new and, and then a Psalm or a proverb. Mm-hmm. And I'm in Luke 12. I was in Luke 12 this morning. 
And the heading for Luke 12 is Luke 12, 49 through 53. Does, does that ring a bell for you? Um, I, you know, it it says, will ring a bell in about five seconds. When it I says, it. it says not peace, but division. And it talks about like, Jesus is saying, I have come to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. Like, do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. Mm -hmm. Like, I, what is going on there? I know uh, there's probably, if you read it in context, it would make more sense maybe, but it's just interesting. Like when I read that, I was like, what's, what's going on in there? I need to dive into this more. And so, I've, yeah. you know, I knew we were having this conversation. So I was like, instead of Googling it or doing any real research, like I should, let me just bring it up on the pod and ask Greg. I mean, for a cut break, for an episode that's supposed to be non-editing, you're about to have me like pause for three minutes as I read the context <laughs> of this to give an adequate response off the cuff. You should have warned me about it so I could have been prepared for this. Moment. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should have, but this is way better. And I'll, I'll just kind of talk whenever, you know, as you're researching it and kind of what I want to talk about is not necessarily the context of this verse, but reading the Bible in a year has brought some things to light that are not, not brought things to light, but it's, it's reminded me of things in the Bible of like, Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's there in the Bible. And then mm -hmm. it's kind of brought to my mind of, I need to, I need to know my Bible better. I need yeah. to do more research. I need to uh, study the Bible more for myself and like really dig in and look at different commentaries and stuff like that. And this, this, these verses are a perfect example of that because I can read this and be like, holy smokes, like this is wild. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, in context, it's, you know, it can be a lot different story. And that's, yeah, really that's what why the Bible is I really, about. That's why I really love those, those in a year plans, because we do get into these kind of, you know, patterns where we just read individual verses. And mm -hmm. when we don't have the narrative, when we don't have the narrative of the overall Bible, you know, it's like the story of redemption from Genesis to Revelation. And then we don't have, context within culture time period whatever it is and then when we don't have a context of you know the bible is literature at, at the same time mm. of just it being the bible like there still is uses of like some of the authors jesus like they still use hyperbole and metaphor and yeah poetry and and if we read it as just you know blank for blank this word means this and we yeah we don't take those things into context then you know we miss out on a lot or we we read a 49 through 54 and say, well, Jesus isn't about peace at all. He's all about yeah. division, but it's like, no, he's using, like, it seems like at least in my quick reading of this, he's using rhetoric to like basically break down expectations and like held beliefs of the disciples. And then also these other people mm -hmm. that he's talking to that are questioning him about end times. It's like, he's using this way in this language in such a way where, you know, like he, people think people want him just to come and, you know, um, these verses have probably been broken down, you know, in 400 page books, like on these four verses. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to answer the question here. It, it really was more of the, of the idea of, of these aren't verses that you normally read. Uh, like this isn't a story you typically, you know, hear mm -hmm. in Sunday school or, or go through or anything like that. And so kind of just to reiterate your point, even when you do read the Bible in a year and you do read the whole narrative, then you're, then you're getting the Bible for what it is. It's not just, you know, verses picked out here and there. Mm -hmm. um, but look, you can't avoid because I think we skip over a lot yeah, of these too. Exactly. And, and that's a great point. 
Um, and so that's kind of a, a challenge and almost like a, an accountability thing is like, Hey, like I, you know, stumbled across these verses and now I'm, I'm trying to figure out what they mean. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't want it to go, you know, this just to be another one of those instances where, Oh yeah, I questioned what was in the Bible and why it was in there. And I left it at that. Like when you're reading scripture and you come up with questions, then it's, well, let me go find the answers. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And then moving on. Yeah. And that, that all kind of circles back to the like, taking everything as it is, as a narrative, as a story and taking it as a whole and then yeah. being able to learn from that. And I think Jesus's words are meant to be jarring in certain ways to quite, to get us to stop and to question and to ponder oh, wow. and, to like, and to look, you know, like it, it, especially when there's things that are that Jesus is saying that sound like, oh, I don't know, that doesn't sound like Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. I think those are especially the things we need to pay attention to because mm. maybe there's something about the way that we view our relationship with Christ and who Christ is, is that's flawed, you know? Wow. Um, like not saying that Christ is, is main goal is to divide people. Like his, it's a ministry mm-hmm. of reconciliation, but yeah. there is a, a hard truth that following the gospel will cause division between people because some people mm. will be okay with that. And some people will absolutely hate that you have committed your life to Christ, you know? Wow. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah. Wow. But, so, yeah, I mean, that was kind of, I had another one, but I won't bring that other one up right now. It's, you know, I think that was a good, a good Bible lesson for me, uh, you know, and hopefully the, the people out there listening can kind of take something away from that. Cause you know, that was, that was a good discussion for me, Greg. So thank yeah. you for, uh, you know what they say, Scott, you stop you know, walking, drop and roll and listen you know. and pause and think. And yeah, you got to stop and then pause and then slow down and then roll. Where's the roll coming from? Uh, you know, fire drills. Know. That's coming rock. from a fire drill. The roll is coming from the rock. Exactly. Stop, uh, drop, roll the rock. And then don't forget to join the flock. Join the flock. There we go. That's, that's what I was looking for, man. Um, that's the name of the episode. Join the flock. <laughs> Scott, there that sounds yes. very cultish. Um podcast. <laughs> well well isn't isn't that what pastors do? Like I guess so, yeah, you're right. sheep, so um, well I'm saying for our podcast. Maybe that's what yeah. we call our listeners is the flock. No, <laughs> the, the flock. The flock. All right. We did have some I rarely check our email. Um, yeah. even though I put it in the description every week, email us this. Um yeah. Yeah. we do have a yeah, few we things. need to do a better job of that. I know we do have a few things I want to touch on from listeners while we have the chance in this shorty here. Um, okay. Someone said, uh, based on last week's uh, conversation, I think we talked about avocado mattresses. Uh, We did get a note, avocados have more potassium than bananas. Um, Wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah, so that's just a little fun fact we're throwing in there for free this week. I mean, when you're out like on, I've done a couple long bike rides and they always give you bananas to eat for cramps. Mm -hmm. They should have been handing out avocados. Uh, More expensive, way more expensive. Well, not in Mexico. Um, so is <laughs> glaze right over that. <laughs> Scott's an idiot. What is he saying? We did get a question, and this might be a long time. This might take a, this might take a long time. Um, is global change part of God's end time plan? Scott, mm. hot take. What do you think? Hot take. Hot is take. Being global change under, under one minute. Is global change part of God's end time plan? Yes. Boom. 
Okay. And oh, I, I was going to give you a moment to like explain yourself. I, I yeah, there's I don't know how to explain myself, but even even going back to what we, you know, kind of circling back to the original conversation, it's like the you have to read scripture as the narrative that it is and as you get to revelation, you know, I don't know when I'll be in revelation like end of December maybe. So we'll bring we'll come back to this question later uh in the year. Um but yeah, I th- I think global change is part of uh god's end time plan and even looking at like climate change or uh global warming or whatever it may be you know you have the two extremes where people say like no way man had any Mm -hmm. part of it like it's just you know cyclical and then you have people that say it's completely man's fault like they screwed up the earth but like i think there's i think you can find a middle ground like you know, God gave us, God put us on this earth to steward it well. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of areas where we are not stewarding it well. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think we are, you know, messing things up to, you know, to some extent, but on the other, on the flip side of that, if we believe God is sovereign, then he's in control of everything. And so it is part of God's plan. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think it's a, a yes and no. Yes. As in, I think, I think it's more, did God specifically in Revelation say climate change? This is what's going to happen. Climate change, mm. once or whatever. That I'm not too sure of. Um, wow. Yeah. Just because I haven't looked at it in enough. And then when you read like end time prophecies of stuff happening, yeah, there's plagues and famine and all this different stuff. Those have happened all throughout history. So it's not like this is the first time. Um, so I don't know specifically if people. I'm sure there are people out there that make you know rep proclamations based on climate change yeah. being the end time, but. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at the pattern of history from a biblical sense of from Adam and Eve in the garden, everything was perfect. And then they get cast out into a place that was not perfect. And they're mm-hmm. through sin and generation over generation. Like we have seen, you know, like man-made problems happen that do affect the earth, that do affect our environment. And I'm sure yeah. have some effect on climate change. So like, that's a great point where it may not be necessarily like God said, this is going to happen specifically climate change wise. And again, I haven't, looked into it enough i do think over time and by the nature of sin creeping into the world and by human population growing and expanding like i do think sin creeps in and has a negative Mm -hmm. effect on our climate environment you know yeah which ultimately would continue to get worse and worse because yeah as sin continues to get greater and greater yeah and i think one of the things too as far as like the world changing and the climate changing it's hard to tell, you know, what's cyclical and what's not because we only have, you know, good data for what, a hundred years, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a little over a hundred years of like good solid data. I mean, you can, you know, extrapolate it backwards, you know, using models and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but you really don't know and you can't apply, you know, what's going on in the world today. You, it's, I mean, maybe there's scientists that are much smarter than me that know how to do that stuff, but it's such a guesstimate almost, I would say. Um, but at the end of the day, like the world is changing and like going into the future, you can see that the world is changing. And so is it part of God's plan? Is, you know, climate change specifically part of God's plan? I don't know. I think that's one of the things I talked about on the podcast, you know, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, mm-hmm. like climate change is something I want to learn more about. And, you know, doing that through a biblical worldview hopefully i can come out the other side you know with a with a good answer <laughs> yeah no um well dude i think that about wraps it up i i, I want to keep it short and i want to stay true to that yeah 
Yeah. As I mean, it's a good short little theological episode we just did there. Yeah, exactly. Theology um, in the shorts. It sounds good. And we'll put our um, you know, we'll put our bios and our our sources material in the in the notes for you guys too. So yeah, my source is the ESV Bible. Our biblical That's... study degrees. We'll put our our what's it called? Acc- yeah. What's accolades? What's accolades, it called? The qual- qualifications. qualifications. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Um yeah. Mark guys, thanks for hanging out with us this week. Yeah, it's been fun. Catch you on the flip side. All right. Bye. Peace.